0: the Leaders' Corner podcast, a program that puts you in touch with senior leaders from around the Army Reserve on issues that affect you. This is your chance to hear in-depth conversations that go beyond the talking points. Get first-hand insights on the future of the Army Reserve. All this and more exclusively on the official podcast of the U.S. Army Reserve, the Leaders' Corner. Welcome to this edition of The Leader's Corner, a podcast dedicated to bringing you the voices of Army Reserve leadership in a way that's engaging, vibrant, and informational. I'm your host, Sergeant First Class Jeremiah Richardson, and today we're going to learn all about a new initiative the Army Reserve is doing called This Is My Squad. Here explaining it to us today is Command Sergeant Major of the Army Reserve, Ted Copeland. CSM Copeland brings over 30 years of Army experience to the table. He has been mobilized five times in his career and is a retired civilian police sergeant. He's from waka Ohio, and seems from his background to quite enjoy working with firearms. Thanks for coming, Sergeant Major. Judging from your bio, it seems you're still something of a weapons guru.
1: Well, good morning. Um, not as much as I'd like to be anymore. Obviously, in this, in this job, I haven't really had the opportunity to do it. But yeah, in my past, absolutely, you know, firearms instructor, Love to hit the range, shoot a few weapons, enjoy
0: yourself, absolutely. Do you still have, like, a favorite sidearm? Or?
1: Um, I tell you, you know, I, I implemented in my department years ago. We went to H&K's, .45s, full-size .45s. I'm a big fan of the .45 caliber because when I come in the Army, as you point out, my age, I'm a little elderly. <laughs> we had the Colt .45s
0: yet, so that's probably one of my favorite firearms. Nice, so, yeah. nice. So, I'm going to get down to business. Um, can you explain to me this whole new campaign called This Is My Squad? Oh, absolutely. I tell you, you know, it's, we don't want to make it complicated.
1: So, but the, the Sergeant Major of the Army's intent is, you know, to go away from not my squad, which was to help fix certain issues, mm-hmm. to this is my squad, more of a positive message. Hmm. You know, we want to say, was well, the good stuff happening, but also we want to empower that young squad leader. To take ownership of their squad, of their soldiers, you know whether it's training, whether it's you know home home issues, helping them out there, mm-hmm. whatever they they need that squad leader and those team leaders, that's what noncommissioned officers are supposed to, do, okay, care for their soldiers. So it, it's really to build a new campaign and a new culture to get back to what we probably did a little better 20 plus years ago. Mm-hmm. That is, noncommissioned officers owning it empowered to to get after
0: it and help their soldiers uh that that kind of reminds me of some of our previous talks um where we talk about how the tempo of how what the army's been through in recent years seems to have made some of that knowledge um i guess get put on the back burner i mean is is that part of the reason why oh
1: absolutely you know i i think sma like myself, gets out and about and sees a lot, and and we're not saying the non-commissioned officer corps is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, what we're saying is how they've been trained and educated because of the high op tempo, all the deployments was not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I it's just it's just like you said, it's it's a lack of knowledge. Right. What we don't know, we don't know, and and there is good pockets uh, of uh, of activity going out there, and we got high speed sergeants out here, and you anyway, know, as I tell, you know, tell you know, command teams all the time, they do great mm-hmm. if they're told what to do. Right. Some will do it on their own, but most are waiting because they think they have to wait to be told. They don't have to wait. They, you know, you, you see something needs to be done, you know, that non-commissioned officer is supposed to step up and get her done. You know, I, I that's kind of how I was raised. I like to call it that way. That's how I was raised in right. the Army. And, you know, the expectations was, Sergeant, why didn't you do it? <laughs> and- there's no excuse. Well, I, nobody said I had to, you, you, you know, you were supposed to identify and do it. So we're, we're trying to get back to that in more of a positive way, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course, you know, the, the SMA's message is down through the NCO core. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right now his message is most mostly an info information campaign. Right. Um, so, you, you know, The way I look at this is right what I've been trying to do. This is my lines of effort since I've become the Army Reserve Sergeant Major is NCOs take charge, Mm -hmm. getting back to what we that what we're supposed to do, what we're supposed to own. And it's just, you know, as as we talked before on a podcast, it's about education. Right. Kind of training. But the biggest part is letting those young NCOs know they're empowered Mm -hmm. to do it. Right. Yeah.
0: yeah, but I also imagine S- uh, Specialist Smith saying, well, here we go again, another good idea from the top. I mean, what would you say to him? Why should he buy it?
1: That's, that's a good one, you know, and I, I, I'd lay it out just like we're talking. Mm. Hey, young man, we have a lot of resources in our Army, and, and I was just talking to the company commander and first sergeant course commanders and first sergeants Monday, and it's like I tell them, I've been telling command teams for three years, your biggest asset is your non commissioned officer corps, and we're not using them hmm. okay so i hear you have a story tell me about it oh absolutely i tell you when i was a young platoon sergeant and we had a couple new platoon leaders and the other platoons and there was a two of them a command team you know platoon leader platoon sergeant in the same open barracks bay we were in and uh they come up to the lieutenant and i and and said uh how do you guys do it and we're like do what well you know, when when you get your platoon together and you're going to do something, it just seems people either know what they're doing, they listen, and they do it, and they react, and, well, how do you do it? And I'm like, they do what they're told. They know what to do. Well, how do you do that? Let me show you. I, I said, squalliers, come here. So my three squalliers came up, Yeah. come up, and I said, all right, sergeants, let me ask you something. If I tell you I need X done and I don't give you a time frame to get it done, what's that mean? It means do it right away. I give you a time frame, we get done by that time frame, okay? What times you don't know what I'm asking? We, well, we ask you. Okay. Whoa? Cool. Any other problems? Nope. All right, thanks. And they, and the platoon leader in this, and and the acting interim platoon sergeant said, Well, how'd you do that? I said, Because I trained them. Hmm. I'd get I'd chew their behinds till they understood here's the requirement, here's how to do it. If if you've got questions, please ask, but otherwise I expect you to do it once you say you got it. That's my That's where my motto, get out, you know, move out and draw fires from. Right. Once you understand, it's get your behind out here. But instead of saying that, it's move out and draw fire.
0: You own those squads.
1: I own those squads.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm I'm kind of a history guru. And um, so I find it interesting that with the U.S. Army, the way our structure is, we allow that sort of, I don't want to say freelance, but ability of commanders and NCOs to figure out how they're going to do it best based upon guidelines and it always seems to be a strength
1: yeah it is and you know of course we put official term to it probably 15 20 years co- ago called mission command you know when it's done on the individual level it's it's just initiative um but that's what makes our army so good that's what makes our nco corps so good mm-hmm. compared to our you know other countries because they don't train their young ncos to think freely mm-hmm. you know um the bottom line is you, you need to know the commander's intent, what the mission is, what the end results are supposed to be, and then you're supposed to build your plan with troop leading procedures and the op order, and you know start movement, develop a plan, you know all those things that you know um, we used to grow up with, um, because what happens when you actually start doing it, mm-hmm. moving out, first contact or anything, anytime you move out, stuff something happens and. You got to think readjust and keep going because you know where you need to get to right so so this is just you know this is my squad you know when the sma rolled this out before a usa last year it was like yeah perfect this is exactly you know this is what you know we've been tackling in the Army reserve since i come on board um and it's like wow per- yeah this is what we're going to do and if you talk to our sister countries can canada britain australia new zealand all those, all their uh, reserve CSMs are telling me the same thing. Right. They have the same issues we do. So mm-hmm. you know, some of it's how we've done business for twenty years because of the war. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it's cultural. How our soldiers, you know, soldiers are all about high tech now and their phones, and um, you know, so it's different from our day when we had an F a manual mm-hmm. and a notebook. Mm-hmm. That's what I went to the field with up through being a first sergeant was a couple FMs and a notebook. Right. You know, um, so, so, you know, I I know there's going to be skepticism out there. And I said, as I said earlier, I know there's going to be, oh, here's something else we got to do. Right. But as I've tried to tell NCOs in the last three years, Mm -hmm. I'm asking you to do what you need to be doing. Right. Should be doing already. So they said, well, we ain't got time. Then I'll say, well, are you doing And I'll say, don't do that. Don't do this. Don't Mm -hmm. do that. Um, And do this. Right. Because this will be the high you know, the the payoff down the road. You train your squad, you get your soldiers trained, qualified. Now they're deployable, they're lethal, they're survivable, because they know their jobs and they know their soldier skills.
0: Right. It seems to me uh, that this is almost like an ownership thing. Like, this is my squad.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Um, You know, we I don't know, I don't get a sense when I talk to young, and so it even up through, I hate to say it, even up through E-9s that come into the Army probably about the time of 9-11 happened. Because of how we've done business, I don't feel that as a whole they feel that ownership. Hmm. Um, you know, when I was a squad leader, a platoon sergeant, a first sergeant, I would develop some type of competition, whether it was real or... You know what I mean, or it was a natural program, or it was just a perceived between team squads, platoons, not to, to cause strife or you know anything like that, but to empower people because you know if you come in the army, you have some of an A personality. Yeah, you have pride. You have you may not think you do, and you may not talk like it, but you do, mm-hmm. and you don't like to look bad. You, you know, you're more of aggressive type deep down, so that competition sparks that where you you think you have it or not so you know if, if you do something recognize the best squad every month yeah or you know every every quarter of doing great stuff the you other know, squad leaders and squads like well I, we can do better than that and then before you know it's a competition everything's a competition yeah whether it's you know loading out to move out or whether it's range fire whether it's pete you know because everybody wants to say hey we're better than you yeah um you know my MP platoon. Each you know each platoon, you know we had all those Humvees and whip antennas. Each platoon had their own guidons on their whip antennas. Right. So you know in the battlefield you could tell which platoon it was just by their 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 guidon on their on their whip antenna. But they all had their own call call sign. They mm-hmm. all had their own motto.
0: Yeah.
1: And they they had all said their motto. Then the company motto at formation. Um, it's just that spirit of core. It builds because hmm. always felt as a noncommissioned officer that. My element is going to be the best. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you are, sometimes you aren't. But I always strive, and I took that personally. Um,
0: You know, there's another aspect to this I I kind of mentioned a little earlier, and and that's that um, – let me tell a little bit of a story. So I I was acting first sergeant for a year, and that whole ownership aspect I really took seriously. Um, And I had my problem soldiers just like anybody else does. And I remember I had a soldier in a unit in Texas that wasn't showing up to drill. And – you know, I felt almost pained by it because of how many times I had talked to this specific soldier about, you know, how their career was in their own hands and how they could do these certain steps to improve it, but they kept making these opposite steps. And sometimes, when you're acting first sergeant, you feel like a father figure. <laughs> so, what what have you done to deal with that kind of feeling of failure when you're? Um, you know, you can't take it. You know,
1: I talk about you got to be personally own it, but you can't take it personally. You have to be personally engaged in it and have that feeling, I want to be the best. But then you also have to understand that every individual is a human. Mm-hmm. And life situations, life stress, how they were raised um, has a factor in their thought processes. Um, and not every soldier is going to make the right decision. Not every soldier is going to stay in the Army. Not every soldier is going to be a great soldier in the Army. Um, the Army has been around 200-plus years, and there's been sad sacks from day one. Mm-hmm. Um you can't take that personally. What you do is what I tell you on NCOs and even senior NCOs if you can look yourself in the mirror at the end of the day and said I think I did everything I could do then you're okay. Hmm. You may not be happy cuz you know of that soldier not coming back and that's okay and that's good you're not happy but you know you can't uh you can't let it eat you away. Right. Um you know it's not, you know, they're kind of like your kids, but they're not. Now, if your own kids have problems and struggles, each eat away because, you know, it's, it's, de- it's darn personal. Right. You know, your soldiers feel like your children and your kids, but they're not. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you got to realize that, that they're adults, and adults make their decisions, and, you, you know, you do everything you can, where it's getting them better at PT, make weight, come to drill, you know, go to school to get promoted. You, you try to give them all the tools and empowerment and encouragement. But at the end of the day, they still are going to make a decision one way or the other. And uh, um, you take, uh, instead of taking that real personal, you say, okay, I did everything I could, I believe. But you focus on the ones that are still there, still trying, Mm -hmm. still wanting it, um, is how you do it. So you try to raise them as leaders to hopefully inspire others. You take the good news stories that keep you going. Otherwise, you know... Most people just feel like a failure a lot. Yeah. You know, and yeah. uh, it's it's like I told soldiers when I had a fit camp years ago you're here for a reason. Of course, they, and I'd ask, what's those reasons? Well, to get off weight, pass PT, re enlist in the Army. And get promoted. And I said, oh, okay, no, no, that's not really the reason. Now, the selfish side of me, Army side says, yes, that's the reason because I need you to pass PT and wait, get promoted, stay in the Army, be an asset to the Army. Yep, got it. But the real reason is you, the soldier. Be healthy, be fit for long term life, whether you stay in the Army or not, and be successful. Hmm. Um, That's the goal. And even if they walk away, hopefully they walk away the right way, not be an unsat and get kicked out. Yeah. But they walk way up, Melissa's up, I'm over. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your service. And hopefully you're going to be successful in your life, because that was the goal. Right. The short term be successful in the Army. and But the real goal is, whether you stay in the Army or not, you have your success as a person long term. Mm-hmm. Have a happy family life, great kids, great job, career, blah, you know, the whole thing. Yeah, But yeah. nobody thinks about it that way. We probably should. We, we need to. And and I try to talk to soldiers like you did with yours. I try to talk to them like that. Some will get it. Mm -hmm. Some don't. Um, Some won't get it for a couple more years as they mature. Um, You know, that old adage that they just think you're telling war stories, and then when they start (laughs) having their own kids, and and then they say, oh, yeah, you were right, you know, just like your own kids did. My own kids done them. All my kids are, you know, in their 20s or higher. So they don't like to admit to mom and dad that, oh, okay, what you said back then was right, but – Because
0: we grew up and we lived it ourselves. So, you know, when you're young, you know it all. You know, one thing I I, I noticed with um, my soldiers that I've had, um, every soldier can relate to failure. It's a good place to talk to them about, like, how you have come out of that. My concern is that the newer generation,
1: they're they're relating to failure is Mm. life-altering. Because how they were raised. Hmm. You know, look at it. everybody gets a trophy. where oh, you yeah. win or lose, everybody yeah. gets a trophy. And, and, you know, I'm not saying that's bad, but you don't learn adversity in your life that
0: way. Mm. And I think we're oftentimes fighting culture because American culture tends to be very individu- individualistic. Yeah. And whereas Army culture tends to be more communal. And, you know, trying to get people who normally are thinking in terms of what am I going to do next for myself to what about us as a group As you know, as a unit, what are we going to do for us? I I think can be a challenge.
1: Oh, absolutely! You know, it starts right in basic training, AIT, and you know, we train our soldiers a little different. You know, different generation. I got. I'm not saying it's bad, but you know, in the past, you know, that's the whole concept. You take a civilian, Mm -hmm. throw them in with a bunch of other civilians. You you put them all through extreme hardship because that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Tear them down, get them to realize, hey, you're not an individual. You all, you won't succeed unless you do it together, and then you bring them back as the collective. Um, I'm not sure we're providing as much hardship um, compared to as you said, because you know the young soldiers now grow up with smartphones; they're all about texting, all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. They don't even like to talk to each other very much. So, yeah. are we stressing them enough and basic to get them past that to rebuild them as as a collective group? I'm just not sure. Hmm. And then you throw them in the Army Reserve, where you only have them two days a month, and then it's it just, it's harder yet. And um, but you're right, um, it's hard. Um, I, I I've not quite cracked the code, but each individual is different, yeah. And that's what leadership's supposed to be. You got to figure each one out, and each one has a button, right? And once you find it, great stuff will happen.
0: Yeah, um, it seems like this this um, program is is aimed at. Also, trying to remind reserve soldiers when you're in civilian land, you're still a soldier. <laughs> oh, absolutely!
1: I tell you, you know, with with the cell phones, connecting with your soldiers is very easy today. Mm-hmm. Um, computers. I know most people don't even have computers anymore, but don't even do email. They do the, all the stuff on their phone. Um, I remember coming off after doing A seven and becoming a squaller or a platoon sergeant. They gave us a calling card, mm. AT and T calling card. Because back then nobody had, there wasn't no cell phones. Everything was long distance. Mm-hmm. So if you were a leader, they gave you a calling card to use to call your soldiers. You know, um, now don't need that because everybody has phones, cell phones, and um, it's easy. Well, you know, seems easy.
0: Well, there are new challenges with that. It's also easy for people to ignore you.
1: Absolutely. Well, it's a lot. It's noise. Right. Um, yeah. As I tell people, social media. As a police officer, I'm not a fan of social media, mm-hmm. but. Um, social media is everywhere and there's so much information you don't have so much time so to, what you decide individually what you're really wanting interested in that's what you're going to focus on because everything else is just too much right so will you yeah will you catch that email will you catch that text you know maybe mm-hmm. you will maybe you won't so yeah it, it's about to, it's about building that squad that t- those teams back to fill that connection so even when they walk away from the uniform for those three weeks a month mm-hmm they'll stay connected somehow.
0: So that brings me to my next question. Um, how do you see, with these challenges, um, how do you see rolling this program out? How are we going to get this initiative to to Joe?
1: That's a good idea, you know, or a good question. you know, And that's why this podcast mm-hmm. is important. Yeah, Try to get the initial out. I know the SMA's had at least one live stream podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, he's may have had more, but I know he's had one already, where he brought in squad leaders and tell their good stories. Um, so, you know, that's the information campaign, but that's why, I mean, we have to develop a something that can be touched, you know, so like the pocket cards, the GTA cards, the program, something that's touched, tangible, because if all we do is do an information campaign, it won't get down to that squalor and that team leader where it needs to get because it's just all the noise. Yeah. Um, so... So, you know, I'll bring this working group in next uh, next week or the following week. I'll give them the basic guidelines, and I want them with those young leaders they bring with them to come up with the good ideas. I don't want to produce ideas for them. I have a few. I'll throw them at them, say, think of these. But um, develop something that's going to be hands-on. I don't want an app. Mm-hmm. I don't want a technology thing. I want something that non commissioned officers have – they can feel it they, t- they have to touch it, they yeah. have to personally interact with their soldiers, not send them a text, not track them on an app, but mm-hmm. actually sit down, look them in the eye, and say, "How are you doing? Yeah, hey, I need you to do this. you know you need this training or you know you know you're weak here on your p t or so you know because that interaction is what's going to do it right right that personal connection is what's going to do it, and um I'm not sure if we can provide hardship mm mm-hmm. So they'll bond because most people don't realize that's how that's what that's what it's all about right you know where it's basic train where it's going out you know for your two week annual train and it's zero degrees out and you're all suffering because of the cold yeah, you suffer together now you got a connection yeah these um, shared experiences absolutely
0: uh what do you personally hope will come out of this project
1: well it's right it, it, it's it's my uh, goals from the day I started almost three years ago, and that is Improve the non-commissioned officer corps, um, and if we educate some, we empower some, and young NCOs are taking ownership of their team, squad, platoon, then we're successful, mm. and it'll grow. Because think about this: you know, Sergeant Richardson as a team leader, if he learns it and understands it, and 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 just know, hey, this is good stuff. When he becomes squad leader, Richardson. He mm-hmm. will empower. He'll train his three young team leaders to do it. He comes platoon Sergeant Richardson. He'll train his three squad leaders to do it. Comes first Sergeant, you know, so it grows. Right. You know, I told uh, General Lucky from day one that to to get our change that we need and get after what I'm trying to do with the NCOs, I had to get to the E-7s and below mm-hmm. because they'll grow in the Army, take more responsibility, take more rank, and then they'll know and they'll Pass it back down to the next level, like we're supposed to train your subordinates to replace you. Um, just the officers the same way, but that's not you know I, I don't check you know I'm not doing stuff with the officers, but the same thing you know those majors, captains, lieutenants, same way. Yeah. If we teach us, show them the right thing, when they grow to be commanders and senior staff officers, they pass it back down
0: to the next generation. I mean, and, and really that goes back to you know the the core of how our army works. You know, you you get knocked down by wellness bullet whatever it is the next in line should be able to pick up after you and pick up the the banner
1: absolutely you know you
0: should never be afraid
1: that your suborn ncos are good Hmm. i'm not sure afraid's the right word but some of them are um very larry because it's like well they can replace me exactly yeah they should be able to replace you. Yeah, don't mean they will. Right. Because if you're if you trained them to do it, that means you're doing it. So everybody'll see that. So first class, Richardson, the platoons aren't trained as squalliers, right? Because they're high speed. Mm-hmm. Richardson will get promoted to mass sergeant when squalliers get promoted to Sergeant first class. That's the way it's supposed to work.
0: Um, that could be an interesting talking point. If if you're afraid that your NCO below you can't do your job, maybe that's your problem. Yeah. Or can do your job. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. Because
1: somebody helped him or her do it. Now, if you you weren't the one, then maybe you should be a little nervous because then maybe you're, you know, you're not doing the right thing. But if you're doing the right thing, and you've trained them to replace you, mm-hmm. or even move on to bigger and better things and leave you. Right. It's okay. Yeah. Everybody's like, well, that's my good one. I don't want to let them go. But for the better good of the army as a whole, you got to let people grow and move on and share their. Share their talents somewhere else. I've always been a proponent of that. Yeah. But you know, everybody like, "Oh, that's my great NCO, or that's my great NCOs. Why should I let them go be a drill sergeant? Because they're great. You got to let them go and spread it somewhere else. Yeah, and then grow the next one. Yeah, you know, the next one gets in that position and work with them and grow them. You should, you know, you should take pride in how many NCOs that you've groomed and mentored that's gotten promoted and moved on to bigger, better things. Hmm. That should, that's your reward, not, not the ribbon on your chest and not a, not a coin. Mm -hmm. Your reward is your soldiers growing and moving on and doing great things.
0: Is there anything that you would like to personally add about this campaign?
1: I tell you, you know, as I move on and move on to a new chapter in my life after 36 years, Mm -hmm. um, I'm not looking to leave a legacy. Mm. That's not what we do. Um, you know, I guess I just I want to be able to walk away. No, I've made it better. Mm. Moved the needle. The NCO corps is moving. Not that we were bad, but we could be better. Mm-hmm. And that's what we should always strive for. Everybody should strive for that every day, getting better. Um, so when I walk away here soon, you know, my hopes is that I've helped our NCO corps get a little better. Mm. You know, I always challenge senior noncommissioned officers. I I speak to uh, the nominative leader course, which is usually one-star CSMs or going to be a one-star CSM, and they meet at Carlisle Barracks, and they get two weeks of, for a better term, strategic training, Mm -hmm. how to think bigger, because you're now gonna be over a bigger element as a Geo CSM. Um, Think bigger, bigger picture, um, get away from the tactical, get to the higher strategic organization. And I always speak to them, and we always, you know, they always ask, what, "Well, as we become a a nominative CSM, a GO CSM, sh- what things should we be doing different?" Um, and of course, all this, you know, a lot of the senior CSMs there, the SMA speaks to them, the, the, the guards or major speaks to them, and some of the other four-star CSMs. And I and and I do a different twist. Hmm. What I say is, "Okay, all that stuff is great, and you got to do it. Here's what I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to challenge you." You're going to be the senior non-commissioned officer of a relatively large organization. You're going to assess it, Mm -hmm. and you're going to put your twist on it, whether it's how we train, how we think, how we do things. That's what senior leaders do, officers and NCOs. You come in, see where the unit is, make your tweaks. I said, good to go. But you'll walk away. The new CSM will come in. It'll do the exact same thing. Right. So what you've done, most of it's going to be gone. Mm -hmm. some of those soldiers will take it and move on with it but you know as a whole yeah but what could I said here's what could continue on forever Mm -hmm. what are you going to do to improve your NCO core and your command Hmm. because if you approve those young NCOs they're going to move on and and it's going to live long term Um, that's critical right because you'll move on do something else somebody else come in tweak those things you tweaked as an organization and you know, how you operate. But the NCOs, that mass group of NCOs will grow and it will grow and it'll continue. So how do you improve them as a senior non-commissioned officer in that element so you have a long-term effect, not a legacy, but a long-term effect on the NCO Corps?
0: And the NCOs are the continuity. I mean, the officers tend to come and go in the reserve, but
1: absolutely yeah. absolutely because you know they take their lieutenants or platoon leaders section leaders and then they become an xo and then they become the commander and then they have to move on there's nowhere else to go mm-hmm. they move up and up and up and but you're right the soldiers grow in that unit mm-hmm. a big bunch of them will stay in it for a long time and they grow into the ncos and the ncos are there um long term mm-hmm. you know that's you know that's the should be the ownership of that unit is is the nco corps
0: it's not a stretch to say that a healthy corps is a healthy army absolutely um, Absolutely. Well, thanks for coming today, Sergeant Major. I think that's all the time we have for today. Um, we'll be eager to have you again soon. Are you going to be talking about ACFT next, or?
1: Um, I tell you, I think the, I think they got we got another schedule, but I think they they wanted me to talk about my career as I oh okay f-
0: as I fade away. All right, <laughs> you know okay. So,
1: so that one's going to be hard because I, I don't like
0: <laughs> talking about myself, but it's all good. Okay, all right. Well, um, that's it for this edition of the Leader's Corner. We have upcoming episodes on UCMJ actions for reserve soldiers, election year rules, and important information about the new Army Combat Fitness Test. We look forward to seeing you again. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us today on this edition of Leaner's Corner. For more information about this podcast or the Army Reserve, go to usar.army.mil or download the Double Eagle app in the Google Play Store for your mobile device. We hope to see you next time. Thanks for joining.